Elbows and jumpers. Episode eight. Appreciate your strategy. We got the usual. We got the usual starting lineup. We got Scritchy Scratch on the ones and twos. What up? What up? I'm uh, Rudy, and we got the superstar of the host. I mean, of the show. <laughs> the host with the most from coast to coast. What Mr. Up, Dennis up? Patel. Mr. Dennis Patel. Oh, damn. Got the whole government out there. And somebody's birthday. <laughs> chill out, chill out. Man. Somebody just had a birthday. <laughs> so welcome, guys, man. Welcome to, what is this, episode eight? Yes, sir. So we're here to talk about uh, a, lot, a lot of things going on in Houston sports as normal. I mean, it seems to be that we, we can't stop with the storylines. Uh, we're going to talk about, of course, the Rockets and the current situation that their franchise is in. Um, the Texans, same thing. And then let's look at a holistic view of Houston sports as a general. What do we, I'll talk, let's talk, start it off with about a little bit about, you know, what the point of even watching this stuff is. I mean, here we are in the middle of this whole pandemic where we're, we're having a whole different lifestyle. We're thinking about work, thinking about responsibilities. We're around a very small group of people on a, on an ongoing basis where, the the communication may not be out there, but we may be having some of the same and similar thoughts out there, and we definitely need some kind of a distraction. And what better drama out there right now than what is Houston sports? So, to kind of take it from the from the last episode to where we're at now, and uh, just to talk about the Rockets to begin with, we started off that um, episode on a Saturday where we started to go on a four game losing streak. <laughs> Um, this after seeing uh, John Wall, Chris Wood, seeing Old Depot kind of get some rhythm there for a little bit, and coming off a loss against the Oklahoma uh, City Thunder that really beat our teeth in on that game um, by about twenty or so points. So then that Saturday we go in and we go see the Spurs, thinking, okay, let's let's see what a bounce back game looks like, right? And um, man, it was not pretty. <laughs> definitely yeah. wasn't. No, it definitely wasn't. Uh, um but a big component of it is Christian Wood being out, of course. Um, I have a f- couple more points, um, even aside from the Christian Wood. Um, my mic, is no, it good? You good? You yeah, good? good? Okay. Um, I sounded really clear. But aside from Christian Wood, um, I would think Silas, um, he's showing some of his weaknesses lately. How um, so? I feel like in... Some of the rotation pieces. Well, let's let's talk about a little bit of the the rotation itself by talking about who's out, okay? Who who has not played, and then kind of say who's the starting five that we that way you level set what what you would expect to see versus what's actually happening. Because right now we know Chris Wood was out, we know Oladipo was out. Um, who else right now? Man. Mason Jones didn't play a, a quite a few. It's games. too many to tell. I mean, like I I give Silas. Um, you know, credit for um, handling the situation and, you know, coaching. But there are some things that um, he can improve upon. Um, so um, I guess with the limited rotation, you got uh, John Wall was sitting out a few games right there. And and along with Chris Wood, so from a rotation standpoint, he's, he's limited, right? So one of the things you talked about previous podcast was um, we need a center. You know, we we need somebody besides Boogie Cousins who still, you know, he struggles with the foul call. He struggles with with the mobility on defense, and and to put it all on him is kind of unfair. So we see a new guy Spalding coming in pretty soon, right? Yeah, definitely. But um, you think that it it 
we could have won some of these games? Is that what you're trying to say? Of course. I mean, we can take it game by game um, just yeah. to give you some examples. So let's talk about the Spurs. What did you see in, on the Spurs game? I see from the Spurs. Um, so that was definitely a winnable game. Um, what happened was that Eric Gordon was taking um, the point guard role over a little too much. Um, since then, it's instant proof where he's uh, playing more of that two, you know, two guard. Um, but, you know, at that point, he could take advantage more of, you know, your Mason Jones um, had some uh, more of a facilitator there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you saw that. I, I mean, specifically like Eric Gordon running point guard. Yeah, that's why that's, I just said that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Eric Gordon, phenomenal player. But um, for him to run the point guard, I think is asking too much. That's true. Um, he doesn't have exactly the court vision, although I saw some improvement um, against the Heat uh, where he was making some really good passes. Um, mm-hmm. I think he saw film, probably Silas got with him and um, showed him what he can improve on. No, he um, saw if, your tweet. Yeah, I, he could have saw I mean, my tweet. I think, <laughs> I think something we got to remember is that we have a young team. And one thing that's very clear is that the first three quarters of every NBA game, for anybody that's a late person, those are typically going to be tight games or they're going to kind of prove, they're going to show where they're at. And if you can manage to be tied or within 10 points going into the fourth quarter, that's where the cream and the talent of the NBA starts to rise. Mm -hmm. Some of the maturity, some of the, some of the situational awareness, you, a, a, a player like LeBron, Steph Curry, um, even a John Lowry and a few other players, you know that if they're down by a certain number of points, they're able to get that uh, mental strength to to make up that deficit, lock in and, and get those points. Right now, what you see is you've got a young team that's still trying to figure a few things out. Of course, we got players coming back from injury, but really you have, you can see that there's defensive breakdowns. You can see that there's lapses in judgment. Those lapses that can't, that unfortunately, they're not allowed to happen. Like, this is what professionalism is. No, I agree. I mean, like, so with uh, Christian Wood out and then so the lineup that do, we do play with um, from game to game, you see that we have to play the perfect game to mm-hmm. win, you know, because we're at such a disadvantage. I think um, that speaks but, to the reality of what this season was going to be. No, not really. Because, like, like I said before, the games are winnable. Um, like I said, Silas, um, I mean, over the course of time, hopefully he'll improve upon his rotations. It seems like he was given more minutes um, based on a seniority um, view, mm-hmm, or true. you know. Um, so, and I get that. That's, you know, you have to give more minutes. You know, to, with that to the with that seniority, with that veteran uh, standpoint, you're gonna think, who are my leaders? Who can who can keep me, you know, in the game? Yeah, and, but you don't want to mess the momentum up when you're already handicapped without having you know your your chemistry. Yeah, too. you're gonna mess up the chemistry, and then you're gonna. Also kill the confidence of those younger players. If you take them out, like that one game, Ben McMore just went off at, mm-hmm. what, 15 points in the first half. And then we didn't see him in the second half at all. Um, we saw him a bit for the third quarter. But when somebody's hot, you know, you, you got you, to leave them in. Um, and that's uh, unfortunately what caused that loss. You know, um, talking about the game against um, the Hornets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, I mean, and, I mean LaMelo and he ball, ended the game at 15 points. LaMelo Ball went off, bro. It's like, that, that was... That I mean, was a strange game. I mean, we're going to, like... All these games have been strange. If, it felt like the Spurs was a revenge game for the Spurs coming against us because we really um, beat them in the last the last time we faced them. Going against the uh, the Hornets, you had LaMelo Ball, who apparently is on a on a vengeance tour, tour showing that he deserves to be not only in the NBA, but he's one of the best ball brothers out there. Um, Gordon Hayward is obviously a veteran and they came and again, they came up against a team of younger players. And one thing that and when we talk about veteran leadership, I think since we talked about Eric Gordon already, we could talk about some of PJ Tucker's um, contribution right now. I mean, PJ Tucker is solid, man. You can't ask for too much of him. I mean, 
you what you could ask is for a good six to eight points ba- um just getting them on putbacks um boxing mm-hmm. out on an mm-hmm. offensive rebound running the break uh, making the layup like right now he's still um he's still um <coughs> used to that you know small ball hardened ball mori ball mm-hmm. um so you can see that he's not looking to take a shot um unless he's in the corner he's not cutting he's not cutting yeah he's not cutting as much and right and also because we don't have a backup center like him, Tate, and Nawab are getting abused down low. Yeah. So for them to shoot a three, you know, on the other side, you're asking too much. And that's where going into the fourth quarter, you kind of see their legs give give way. They're they're not closing out on defense as fast. They're not chasing down balls as fast. I mean, they've, the athleticism's there, the enthusiasm's there, but the end result, the focus that needs to go into those fourth quarters, just doesn't seem to be there. Well, I think that's due to coaching, as yeah, I said. I the the effort too. is there. You know, it's just you have to when you're. You know, at a deficit of any type. I mean, we're going on what? At so every gonna, game, we we start losing by 10 points in yeah. the second half. And you can see that is because the momentum shifts because the players who were hot aren't being I think, used um, again. Like, as soon as uh, a couple of games, and I'm not speaking about, was it the Heat game? The, all the games before then, Eric Gordon would come out. And he would kind of fuck up the momentum <laughs> <laughs> because he was running a point. You would see uh, John Wall. He was a little, you know, a little frustrated. Yeah, exactly. His turnovers and, I mean, it's it's... His You're speed. asking him to do too much. Man. Yeah, he's, he's a, let's, let's just, to me. I think he's one of those Dell Curry type people where you you he's a spot up shooter. He can get he can knock down points. He can drive to the basket by making people focus on the fact that he can knock down buckets. Oh, and yeah. he and he's he's a great scorer. I think his all around game has always been one of those things where he's he he has to play within a system that that makes him be good at what he's good at. But we're asking him to do something that's outside of his talent base. That's true. Exactly. I um, agree with that. Um, another player that I've been uh, watching is Daniel House. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> after he came off that record, it's lit. You know, he was going in. <laughs> but uh, now he's kind of, you know. Um, he's come back down yeah, a little bit. he's kind of come back down a little bit. And uh, I even tweeted out um, that he should model his game after Clay Thompson. You know, they have similar body types. Um, he can create his shots somewhat. But he needs to move off those screens and just, you know. Um, That's true. You know, pick and pop, like I said mm-hmm. in my tweet. Um, you know the mid-range. And he's got that. You know what? He's got a trigger finger on him. He, if he catches that ball at the right half a second, he's not. He's not hesitating. That's what we and like. Yeah. I, I like. I don't know. I like his um, enthusiasm. I like. I like how he approaches the game. Definitely. I mean, obviously, recently it hasn't worked out great for him. But I think his confidence level is exactly what you need. You want to see some uh, some regression to the mean kind of conversation. Sterling Brown. I feel like he started off pretty hot with his shot and and some of the defensive things. And he still got his defense, but. You see him hit the numbers kind of cooling off on him, and I think we're seeing a little bit of that across the players. Yeah, and I think they're they're a little press. Um, sometimes they want to shoot the three a little too quick. We and have if, gone up in our three point uh, it, attempts. Oh yeah, um, that's incredible. Um, we we had what we made was well, shot were hit. What was it thirty five threes? We set the record, mm-hmm. the Houston record, and that's yeah. crazy. Like we did it without Mori Ball. You know, it's just ball movement. You know, he creates those opportunities, and that happens to be the best shot at the time. Um, but it's not the best shot all the time. And yeah. one of the things the guys should do is, you know, if if your three isn't falling, you know, just step in a little bit mm-hmm. so you can have a more feel for the rim, you exactly. know, and then they'll go in or just drive in and get fouled. And then you got to see the ball go through the hoop, either through free throws or through a nice elbow. I think know, our shot. separation, though, uh-huh. and uh, just our how we run plays, it feels like it's it's super locked in at some moments. And then when it comes to like it's like they're they're just playing five on five open court i think they just try, to do, a, too, they try yeah. to do too much like everybody has their strengths one thing i like about no, uh, nawaba is that 
he has an incredible euro step Mm-hmm. Um, but like once oh, he yeah. tries, he's once, got this reverse to the rim that looks crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's like he's been practicing it in the gym just to like, and, like and that's to all himself. of like you know cut screens or when mm-hmm. he's at the corner if he goes in and does that euro step, it's beautiful. But once he tries to create his own shot, you know it, he he forces it, he yeah. presses it, and then it it kind of messes up the momentum. So he needs to just keep cutting, you mm-hmm. know, getting the rebounds, you know, put put backs back up, and he'll be doing really well. Sterling Brown, he has the nicest shot I've seen he on does. this team. Um, he's, he's been just, showing up. Yeah, he needs to. He has a great cut, um, like off the corner. Uh, once he gets the ball and he drives in and lays up, nobody can stop it. Um, John Wall does his thing. John Wall just needs to uh, stop falling down every time he drives. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I mean, it looks cool, but bro, we want you to, you know, be healthy. He's slipping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, speaking of be healthy, so, um, uh oh, what we got? He's slipping and falling. He can't <laughs> get up. <laughs> Shout out to DMX and Revolt TV. There we go. Check, check, check. Welcome back. Elbows and Jumpers, episode eight. So we left off on John Wall. Um, Talking about John Wall going into the uh, Hornets game with LaMelo Ball balling out on us. And then um, we had the next few games was against the uh, Pelicans. Yeah. And then the Miami Heat, which mm-hmm. was a crazy game itself. So, uh, what, what did you see in John Wall? So we're on a four-game losing streak, uh-huh. and um, you think that uh, is he showing you the leadership that you're expecting him definitely, to see out of him? Definitely, he's facilitating the offense really well. Um, he's uh, improved on his three-point shot and his jumper, um, which um, I really like. And he's uh, being the captain that he needs to be. Um, Again, he can't do it all himself, and not having that, you know, backup uh, big uh, to help out Boogie Cousins is, um, I think, what really just caused us to lose these um, last few games. Uh, what we're eleven fourteen now, we're not really out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go on another big winning streak, um, and we just signed, like you uh, mentioned before, Ray Spalding, who's. Um, gonna help us, you know, off the bench. Um, that D League player, man, he's about to play some minutes. He's oh, about yeah. to. I mean, I. This is going to be, and I think this this kind of goes into. Let's talk about take a, a, a broader perspective on the Rockets organization as, as a team. This is what we're we're expected to watch this season. Guys like Spalding, where they're going to come in off the G League, and it, it hopefully it's a Cinderella story. We see Chris Wood as a Cinderella story a little bit. John Wall's right there with him. Depot, I, I want him to come along for that ride. I mean, we want to yeah, we want to we want to be a team of 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 well wishers that where we, you we, got uh, they got yeah. these great storylines. You want them to do well. But it's it's gonna we're gonna break a few eggs doing it apparently. Definitely, like everything has to be perfect, and right now we just haven't had the health we need. Uh, Depot shows out sometimes, and then he gets a little. Um, what did Shaq call him? <laughs> oh, a DPO. Well, yeah, well, a DPO. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like he he, I mean, you can tell he's he's a good player. He's just not confident just yet. I don't you know, know if he, he's he, a good player right now. He drived in and just smashed on our boys in the last game. Against, I think he has what, athleticism. Yeah, definitely. But I don't think – I think every NBA player knows that athleticism has a has a uh, expiration date. Definitely. I mean, And just, I think he's at that point where I don't know if he's – I mean, I, I think Grant Hill is one of the best examples of somebody that came back from a, tr- a tremendous injury and was able to make a career out of out – of, being a different kind of player, a smarter player, and I think Oladipo has those has that tool set of of, of basketball. Yeah, smarts. But you weren't seeing Grant Hill driving in and smashing like Oladipo was on this last game against the Heat. 
I mean, you'll the, see him doing it on the fast break. I think and it was very these, slowly. I think these moments where old people <laughs> flashes like that is going to be uh, a, a far and few in between. I, so I don't expect much from old Depot this season. Um, if I feel really bad for him if right we now. Tra- I don't feel bad. It's just he has to recover. <laughs> it's like give him some time. Like, I think he's what out seven games. That what I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, the, he's he's out with that. Foot Woods injury. out another yeah. seven games. Yeah. But he's so always when a we good talk about being twelfth in the West, eleven and fourteen. Yeah, there's upside in, in, in just having a John Wall on your team. But we're two games away from the eighth spot, so it's no, not, no. I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm, the way, like the I way said, you're speaking close. is a, it's close. <laughs> it's a little negative. I, I mean, what I would say is that do you expect to win every game here on out? No, obviously. No, not. of course not. We'll go on another win streak, and especially when uh, Woods come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Wood, Wood or Woods? Wood. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I think you've been saying Woods for the yeah, past. Yeah, Christian oh, Wood. <laughs> but no, I mean. I'm just trying to be realistic in what I see from this. And again, this is a COVID year. There are injuries that are it, going it to occur. It sucks, man. This you NBA season is like All we need to do is get to the playoffs and make some noise healthy. It's a hard so championship. By eh, me eh. saying that if I'm an average sports fan and I just want to check into the Rockets game, should we be expecting a win every single time? No, but what you should see maybe is a team that's learning how to play together, that has great storylines, that have have a, I mean, you've got David Nwaba, who's just a um, an all out no, effort I, kind I mean, of player. I know what you're saying. You, yeah, it's, it's, got, just, it's 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 un, um, unfortunate circumstances right now. Absolutely, because if Christian Wood wasn't out, we would have been on an even bigger winning streak. Yeah, and what I mean, we're missing scoring from a lot of our games. The defense is up there. We're I think we're number two or even close to one in defense ranked in the league in, yeah. in defensive efficiency. Is that surprising? So the problem. To you? Um, I mean, we got to make it somewhere. If you're not eating on the offensive side, defense is where you got to make it happen. I mean, but defense is the hardest. Part and matter of the fact, game. the the thing that would compare this team to, if it had any kind of outside chance at anything, would be a Detroit Pistons 2004 kind of scenario where. Oh yeah, that's there's a, um, definitely not any one good similarity component there. Mm-hmm. that's, that's going to take you to the promised land. Yeah, it's but a Detroit Pistons. There's a, there's a lot of you know things if they just happen to fall right. If if people learn a little bit of their lessons during the regular season, maybe. You know, something happens. No, but the thing is, like, with teams... But the shit ain't going to be pretty. No. <laughs> I mean... The, <laughs> the shit currently is not pretty. <laughs> the um, I guess the positive side of what's going on this season is that all teams hit that, you know, um, struggle bug. And mm. hopefully it's only in the beginning of the season for us. And then and this team only changed so many games ago. It's not So we our, our season technically started when Harden left the team. So they're still in the early se- uh, stages of that part of the season where you learn how to play with each other. So um, yeah, we're only what twenty five games in. Exactly. Yeah. So and I think we we have a lot of basketball left. And we're in our in in our uh, like first fifteen game scenario, we're still on track to possibly go a ten and a five. I mean, we're not too far out. We went on we went on a winning streak. We lost. We dropped four games, but overall, if you look at that time span, we. We're still on a in the on the winning side of things, so definitely, and that's with injuries, and that's that's playing in a tough uh, Western Conference. Um, For sure. Just to talk about the Western Conference, just just the level set where some teams are at right now that may surprise you. Utah's currently number one in the West mm-hmm. at twenty one and five. The Lakers are twenty one and six. The Clippers are nineteen and eight. That's a team where you might have thought there was a lot of turmoil going on in the beginning of, of the season, up. and they're they're definitely there. The Phoenix Suns are fifteen and nine. They were, you know, what was it? They barely made the playoffs last year, and now they're, they're you know, number four. What in I'm the noticing West. is from the teams that are doing well is that they have a lot of um, 
momentum chemistry, mm-hmm. meaning that they played together a few years back, you know, a couple of years back, mm-hmm. where, you know, they know where each player is going to be. They know where each player is going to cut. And, and to round out some of these other ones, you've got the Trailblazers, Spurs, Nuggets, Warriors, Mavericks, Kings, Grizzlies, Pelicans, all above us. And these are all teams that, to your point, have been but, together a little bit. Yeah, but I think we have the fortitude. We have that roughness where, um, again, when Wood comes back, mm-hmm. we'll be doing really well. Hopefully, Spalding shows out and just gets us the rebounds of what we need. Um, because, like I said before, it's it's I, not fair to ask PJ Tucker to go against the Sixers. I haven't brother. seen his size. Um, He's what, 6'9, 6'10. Okay. Um, yeah, he was going off in yeah. the G League. Yeah, him. and I saw some highlights with him with the Suns. Um, very uh, mobile. Oh, he was uh, with the Suns. Yeah, he was with the Suns in the past. So very mobile, very athletic. Um, and he's gained weight since um, last year in the Suns. He looks a little more stockier. He's grown out of fro. Uh, so, <laughs> that you know, that fro gives a couple inches he's of height. Bro, <laughs> that's bro. T- that's he, an intimidation he, he's factor. He's 6'10", 215 pounds. What? Uh, well, this is, you know what, this is NBA reference. So yeah. hopefully when we see him, he won't, he'll be 240 He looks a little thicker now. Okay. <laughs> they're having a play-in uh, and, you game know, this, this year, right? Yeah, the they're play-in. doing a play-in. I think they're going to keep that. But uh, I guess we got to talk about the wild card again, Kevin Porter Jr., Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Because have you seen a few games of uh, highlights? Yes. yes, I like it's what I'm nice. I think so it should make Dennis about first, really first game in what a whole year. Yeah, to let's put let's up talk about that. I, that kind of ties into. Right quick? Can I wait? So I think Dennis is going to be really like his heart's going to be filled. Oh my god! I already know what he's going to say. <laughs> Why do you think? What, what about Kim Porter Jr.? Because you can't help but talk about the ex girlfriend and the and the this elephant in the room. But we told you somebody time. somebody better was gonna come in and he might be that person. Right? I'm not trying to make no comparisons. <laughs> I feel like every man stands on his own too. That's true. I'm yeah, I'm not trying to make the comparison, but you know what I'm enjoying. Let, go now? Ahead, you know what? Go ahead. Let for me the, finish. Instead of yeah, being <laughs> around us, go ahead and say what you want to no, say. What I'm saying is that I like that. Um, no, so we're say, talking say about we're talking about James Harden, obviously. But what I'm liking is now we're seeing this new generation of players. You know, so we grew up with, you know, Kobe's, you know, Dennis grew up with Michael Jordan. So, you know, Kobe, <laughs> Larry Bird, <laughs> <With> Larry Bird, <laughs> Magic Johnson. Yeah. We grew up with Tracy McGrady and, you know, say Bill Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. One more time. <laughs> so anyways, the thing that I really like is now we see how James Harden's influence is, um, you know, being used by this new wave. That's big. Uh, and that's big. And um, I really appreciate that. And Kevin Porter Jr. has uh, he's a lefty just like James Harden. You can see a step back looks very similar to um, James. And that's, that's what we're alluding to is the rumor that Kevin Porter Jr. is like a... And there's James nothing. Harden, uh, I'm not doing it from a negative, you know, I know, uh, I know, you know, point of view. But the thing is, I'm really excited for the NBA moving forward because I feel like the talent is just increasing year by year. Mm-hmm. Um, these rookies are coming out, are playing no games. They know how to play the game, you know, and they're shooting threes. They're stepping back. Um, they're not limited by any type of skill. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm enjoying. I'm a shout out Nina Rosa. <laughs> Uh, that's and that's kind of that kind of rolls into what I was thinking about Houston as a as a development kind of uh, si- develop, developmental system for a team in the NBA like unlike the NBA uh, the New York Knicks for example where talent goes there to die I think what you see coming out of our whole crew is that from the G League to the NBA we're not only bringing players in that were around uh, James Harden previously but even now we're developing talent so they can go out and go on and be successful like a Montrez Harrell like a Patrick Beverly definitely and, and if, if we develop James Harden into the player that he is now mm-hmm. imagine what we could do for Kevin Porter Jr. you know hopefully Kevin Porter Jr. has the um you know the attitude um that will help him progress a long way um he definitely has the talent 
And, I mean, um, let's let's talk about the what the end result of all this is going to be. Let's talk about a Chris Wood center. Let's talk about a Jay Sean Tate power forward. Probably, you've got a Ray Spalding who could come up for us. You got a Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. is going to be somewhere in the mix there. Definitely. Mason Jones is going to be up in there. Um, Shout out Mason Jones, man. So Jason Mason Jones does not get the. Um, I so guess let's let's let the, the support. You that see he those that starting five of the future that you see there: Mason Jones, Kevin Porter Jr., Kenyon Martin Jr., KJ Martin, and you've got John Wall, Boogie Cousins, Eric Gordon there. Hopefully, you know, um, as time goes All on, the we'll pieces see. are definitely there. Very but bright future. That's what yeah. I mean, that this team is not baked yet because the, the underlying talent that we have, the, that's the future that we should be watching for. Still want to make the playoffs this year, though. <laughs> we're going to make them, um, assuming that we're healthy. Um, again, this season is just really weird. Um, you saw that game with the, uh, the Nets where KD came in, um, tested negative, and then they took him out. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like to see that type of circumstance, you got to expect it for other teams, too. Are we uh, having a um, All Star game? I can't tell. It was going back I and forth. I hope not. I hope not. It seems like we are. But and they and the like, thing for is, what? they like, have it in yeah. Atlanta. Exactly. Like, All Star games are for the fans. They need to have <laughs> that true. motherfucker in Milwaukee, where <laughs> where <laughs> the chance <laughs> where nobody wants to even try to act bad. You go to Atlanta. How are you gonna stay, how are you gonna stay in the hotel? Everybody's for, gonna have COVID. <laughs> Like let's 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 be a little bit sensible about these things. Exactly. Like, like we all just gonna go to Vegas and just you know and just stay in our, a room. Yeah, no, no man. Not happening. You you begging for some kind of um, controversy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean these are M- these are NBA stars. These are millionaires. You know, and they want to have fun. You know, so I'm not so, saying that they're gonna be dangerous about, but things get out of hand when you got celebrities in a in, all in one spot. It's not so much on the players, I'd say. I think that things just can get out of hand when anybody gets a little bit close to some kind of fame. We do. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying. Moving on. I'm just saying. (laughs) It's the return of forever hope. Check, check, check. Elbows and Jumpers, episode eight. Welcome back. What we got, Dennis? So, um... Wrapping up the Rockets a little bit, talked about the All-Star game. And um, actually, going to the All-Star game, we had a little bit of discussion about do any Rockets players currently deserve to be on the All-Star team? No, not right now. Okay, um, so I, you're I, backing off John Wall. No, I don't back up. It's, I support John Wall. You got to support your players. I absolutely support John yeah, Wall. Yeah, so I don't hate. <laughs> I'm just saying John Wall hasn't played enough games it's to a be stacked, an All-Star. It's a stacked Western Conference of point guards that belong in the All-Star Look, game. Look, man, I'm going to tweet. You know, I'm going to support John Wall. I'm going to retweet. Yeah, I'm going to retweet or do whatever. <laughs> and I'm, One vote because I'm a G. <laughs> Me and uh, Dennis had a little... You know, scuffle around Twitter. Twitter feud. It, yeah. it ain't no feud. I'm just trying to. <laughs> he was trying to be a troll. That's what he was trying to be. I'm just saying, put your votes in. If you really believe, if you want to say it with your chest, I gave say, say one, what you mean. One vote to support John Wall. We're not going. But he, he's not. He's is he deserving to be All Star just yet? Not yet, because okay. he he's, he hasn't played enough games. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, we haven't. We don't have the unfairly. Record. We haven't won enough. Yeah. If Wood was there, I bet you John Wall would be a little higher in those. You know. Mm-hmm. And those voting, uh, and in that same vein, though, Steph Curry's probably going to be gone. Steph Curry, he's yeah, Steph Curry. And they're number eight in the West. Oh yeah, you know, I told you this in the beginning of the season, but you're like, nah. I mean, obviously, I was wrong on that. I don't recall what I thought the wizard. Were, uh, the another year, be. another year of maturity. Wow, another year of wisdom. I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so John Wall is currently not an all star. We want him to be one. 
But uh, hopefully in the next five games, we can see something different. We've got and no, matter of fact. I don't like that you say he's not an all-star because he, he, he's a star, man. John Wall. He is has, a star. Yeah, he's, he's just a, not going to be an all-star. Currently, <laughs> matter of fact, if, just to be clear that I think he is our only star right now. Yeah, at the moment. He's a, at he's the moment. A, yeah, he's the only leader of and this. That's, and it's tough to win when you have one star on the court at a, on, well, on yeah. any NBA team. Well, nobody expects us to just, you know, do well right now because... I, I mentioned you know. this because we're going to be facing the Knicks pretty soon. Mm-hmm. And um, let's, let's just look at their roster because one of the best things about watching the, you know, the home team while you're wondering, like, why would I be watching the Rockets? It's, it's a lot easier to watch one team play 30 teams than to watch 30 teams play every game every night. Oh, yeah. I'm not so take the opportunity to see. Take, yeah, take, take this time to see, you know, if there's a team that interests you, why, are, why is the discussion happening or not happening? And we'll take a look at the Knicks, where they they've got guys like Julius Randle, Alfred Payton, um, shit. Man, they got a good, good team. Snow. They have a good. Nerlens Noel is one of those centers where I kind of feel like if we could pick him up somehow, some way. I don't like Nerlens Noel on the Knicks. At all. Yeah, it feels like he would be cheap for us to get though. He's injury Just prone. cheap enough. Very they got Derrick Rose back. Oh yeah, they, they do got, got Derrick Rose back, but in, uh, which is kind of strange. I mean. Because they're mean, trying to make a run. <laughs> they're trying to win. New York, yeah, New York is a big market, and they, they've been losing for, like, ever, you know, and they deserve to. I mean, I'm 12, not saying they deserve, but they need 15. to win. <laughs> they are 12 and 15, and if ever, I don't even. They, but they, if you're 12 and 15, you're, like, number four in, in the East. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that, this, te- this team does, makes money no matter what. They sell enough New York hats. Uh, just, just to, just to make money off merchandise for Austin the whole Rivers has been it. going off with the Knicks. Uh, He's still going off. No, yeah. Austin Rivers went to Detroit. No, he went to the Knicks. He's with the he Knicks. Went. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's with the Knicks. Along with you know who else I like is um, Emmanuel Quickly. So uh, you probably seen the little short clips on Instagram where he uh, he gave thanks to uh, Lou Williams. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was, nice. that was really cool to see. He said, you know, you're, you're one of my favorite players. And uh, you can see his influence. He does those little, you know, short runners, and those are hard to do. And that, mm-hmm. that's really cool to see. Um, I'm, I'm really liking the Knicks. Um, they, they look like they have the effort, and um, they have a good foundation. Um, one more star, and they'll be right there. I to mean, compete. they're they're going to the playoffs. Which, who do you think the Knicks can attract this off season? I don't think that the Knicks are in that same situation where that. The Texans are in where they have a bullshit owner and nobody's trying to play for no oh, bullshit owner. Yeah, I forgot owner. they do have a bullshit owner. Yeah, that when you got a billionaire like that, that that shit is the past. I don't even know what to say. That, about the Texans. It ain't even about Houston. It's, it's every every major sports team and every uh, has this issue that's going to be hanging over their head for the 2020s. Whether whether I'm having this conversation by myself with y'all, but if you start looking at why why are we supporting a team that has the name of an entire city where everything gets trademarked. How is this allowed to even be the thing that represents an entire city? You know, then it's hopefully we see some actions where <laughs> that can be improved. Um, you know, it, it will happen very slowly and very gradually. Yeah. You know, I, I know where you're coming from. Um, who would be an owner that you want to you want to see out there? I mean, I think it's got to be the city shareholders. It's I mean, got to like, be the Green no, Basin no, no, area. No, no, no. I mean, because, you know, that's not happening. So if there is one owner... That you can believe in? Would it be like Barack Obama, Elon? I'm Musk? on my Bernie Sanders, bro. <laughs> maybe, maybe an NBA players union 
You know, some kind of scenario where you have an ownership group of former players to to create a pension plan for for some of the that former players nice. like That's a Delonte nice West. I'm talking about we can we can think outside the box and be for the people. That would be awesome. So like, if, yeah, you had like. You know, a partnership with former players where they that all way, get a slice ah, and nice. then they can make a decision. That way, mm-hmm. the OGs get that pipeline of talent from, let's say, these AAU. Because they know what to and look for. Everybody's got more skin in the game and they're able to really truly oh, support people. So they, on the they way would up. like start up like the Seattle Supersonics, you know, and then, you know, bring that city alive. It'll be owned by all you the know OGs what, in the and game. And here's the other thing that could be <laughs> happening, though. That could then you could have a Premier League scenario where you have a relegation league where you got teams that maybe not be good. Like maybe you got a team in Omaha, Nebraska. That's the D League, bro. <laughs> maybe and we'll call it. The, we'll, we'll, you know what? I think you're going too maybe, far. I know. Let me let me go on my little tangent here because I imagine like a no limit masterpiece scenario where he's got his own league and it's just there at the development. Ice Cube's with, already doing I'm, it. I'm messing with you. <laughs> no, but I mean I mean like a real like this thing is is part institutionally made to basically support. The current, the not the players that are trying to get into the league, and the former players, and all have a system in place so that way it's a self-sustaining economy that could mm-hmm. also then do some give back in other ways because it would be a socially um, responsible, responsible corporate. You heard partner. it here first on elbows and jumpers. <laughs> elbows and jumpers. <laughs> going so. into that, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go into hate mode because we talked about how John Wall is our only all-star and how it's hard to make it in the NBA when you're when you're your only all-star. And after the Knicks, we have the Washington Wizards up next, where we have our former quote unquote all-star, Russell Westbrook over there. Yeah. They've been shit. How do them. you feel? They've been like shit, huh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So this is this was Harden's number two where we didn't make it to the finals because Westbrook was his number two. Now you see no, the Wizards. System. It oh, was it's a system. system. It of ain't, course it is. It ain't that, John, it, that, this, this, that this Wizards team is damn near bottom of the, of the Eastern Conference, is it? Uh, yeah, I, w- I would believe so. They're probably the worst They are 6-17. and 17. Ooh. Yeah. They, and, of, and by the so, way, there's still, a, there's still a Bradley Beal there, right? Yeah, but they don't, they don't have the system. Scotty Brooks is not doing his job. Okay. That's so, your answer. <laughs> That's I mean, your answer. All I'm saying is because, you see the end result. You see no, the end result. If Scotty Brooks was doing his job, Russell Westbrook would be playing small forward right now. He can't run the point like he used to anymore. Nope. Mm-hmm. Part of it is injury. You know, he, he doesn't have the shot. Shout out Nina Rosa one time. Or two times. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna shout her out every time she barks. She does, so people know that that's our mascot. <laughs> I'm gonna start putting a little picture on yeah, a, a little face. Yeah. yeah, every time she barks. So that's what I was saying. Like Russell Westbrook is, um, you know, he's just not in the he's not in the right position. He needs to move to that three. Mm-hmm. Once somebody moves into the three, you're gonna see like, oh shit, he's like an MVP type of player. He can hold lock anybody down at the three. I'm gonna say something somewhat controversial. I feel like he's in his mellow years, where a team damn like that. Yeah, he's in his mellow Ooh. years. Mellow's going off lately. That's what I mean. That's but that, that and by and it, 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 oh, no, 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 no. it ain't a it mean. ain't a negative. He just needs the right situation. Yeah, he needs the right situation where it's not just you know does mellow have that turnaround jumper does he have that wet three-point shot it's really about what is the system what is a what is a framework that he can work within to be successful and Westbrook you know, really um, needs that and so uh man i can't believe we had mellow on the rockets bro like for him and, and the thing is like he was he was shitted on after he left the rockets he couldn't he couldn't get a gig i couldn't and get, now it ooh, seemed like there was too many I finish? Sto- yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
and now he's with Portland. And like, is he? He's probably like the third option after Lillard and uh, McCullum. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, you you don't go to him for you know the winning shot, but you know you can he can's gonna hit that clutch tree. Oh man, he's you know? balling. He's a, he, yeah, he hit McCullum's like, out too. He's, he's been doing balling. really well. Yeah, and man, him, uh, Chris Paul, James Harden, if they would have stayed out and then build upon another year, that would have been something special to see. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. That's why we have to move forward. <laughs> I mean, what's the no, I'm just saying, like, don't, don't, uh, why I'm saying that is because don't, I say don't get, don't just, um, oh, you forget mean, about get, get, Westbrook. Give Westbrook the time to flourish in, in Washington. Yeah, but let him take on another role. Okay. Like, just like, uh, Carmelo did. You know, Westbrook, bro, if you can move to the small forward, you would dominate. Nobody's going to hold you at the small forward. And then you're going to have more legs. You don't have to facilitate offense. Let, um, I don't know, a rookie or Beal run the, the offense and, You'll see that team will do really well. Do you do you consider? Would you? So we got the Knicks. Is that a W or or a loss? Do you think every game's a win at this point? Um, Is that what you're saying? No, I'm realistic. Clear. You know, you're you're not realistic. I am. No, I'm asking. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm really asking. What is it? It you, depends on Ray Spalding's play. Okay. If he can get his rebounds, so that's yeah. what we're watching the Knicks game is Ray tonight Spalding. for is to see Ray Spalding be that center that we. And so I don't even know if Ray Spalding's playing tonight. So we gotta confirm that shit. Might as well. Mm-hmm. But um, but if he plays tonight, um, we have a very good chance of winning. Um, truth, truth be told, we need his, we need his ass tonight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, bad. we need I Kevin mean, Porter Jr. tonight too. This ain't really one of those scenarios where, as a you know, just as a fan, be like, yeah, you know, it'd be nice if you. No, nah, the motherfucker needs to play tonight. We need a fuck, fucking center because Boogie is not playing all the minutes. PJ Tucker looks a motherfucking injured. Race Baldy needs a fucking play. <laughs> we need uh, you know, this, I love, I love, emergency I, I love this energy by um, <laughs> Dennis because he's showing that he really does want the Rockets to do well. Yes, um, I do. So even uh, okay, <laughs> like so. I mean, I'm I'm gonna swallow these L's that they give us because oh yeah, well this and that happened. Somebody was injured, but this is the New York Knicks. This is a team that you're supposed to go in and basically beat just off GP. Yeah. I mean, just because of, of history sake. If the ghetto because, boys can go to uh, <laughs> to Madison Square Garden and sell it out back in the, what, the 80s, then we should win with just this team off of realness and GP, like you said. <laughs> just saying, man. Cause, so I'm a, we're just going to give the Rockets a W if Ray Spalding wins because it's the fucking Knicks. Yeah. No disrespect, respectfully. Yeah, and then we got uh, Philly. <laughs> and then, no, wait, 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 we got the Wizards. Yeah, we talked about the Wizards. No, but are we going to win that game? Against, we should against we should. Westbrook. We should, but that's that a revenge. Talent. That's a revenge game for the Wizards, because they lost, they got their ass whooped. Yes, they did. But we should. Yes, win. they did. And it's on Monday. That's a two game winning streak. It's on Presidents. Yeah, it's on Presidents Day. So nice. hopefully that's that one game you get to watch before having that sense of dread feeling about the next day at work for some yeah, of y'all. Some. Um, so then <laughs> and then got you got the Seventy Sixers. Yeah, I'm excited about that because one thing about having a team that is you know. Is kind of on the outside of of the championship window. You you know you hope and wish for the best, but you gotta have a you kind of get that secondary team to kind of watch and say why do I do if I were to watch a team, who would it be? You know, would it be the Sacramento Kings in the past was one of them. Sometimes for some people it's a, a team like the Lakers, maybe it's the Mavericks or the Spurs, and maybe it can be a combination. I think for me, the Wizards or excuse me, the Seventy Sixers are the basketball experiment. That I enjoy to watch. I like Joel Embiid. He reminds me a little bit of Baby Akeem in some ways. He does. Um, I agree. He, he's he's developing. He's only getting better. So exactly, there's so something thought, exciting thought, about yeah. the way he plays. I and agree. I gotta and I'm gonna I'm gonna call that game uh, L for us just because 
They've had time together. They've had that chemistry. You got Ben Simmons who So what if we win? How would you feel? I mean, it's always nice to win against your former GM's team. All right. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next game. And and again, each one of these games have a have a little I don't know, a, a moderate amount of petty petty of um, importance. And yeah. so you got the Knicks because we're just supposed to be the Knicks. The Wizards yeah, I, I got to beat Westbrook because he did decide to leave the Rockets because he thought whatever he thought. Then you had the 76ers, a former GM, and then up next, the Dallas Mavericks. Luka's that, been going off. And the Mavericks are currently trash. They are no, actually, they're, they're, on win, they're on a winning streak, though. They're even more trash before you just uh, That is realized. true. They are 13. Yeah, I just <laughs> did realize that shit. We should <laughs> have Christian Wood by then. Nah, Christian nah, Wood. He's, he's out seven out? games, bro. Christian Wood, his, his ankle is still swollen and tender. Damn. Yeah. He's he's out for quite a few more games. And and you know, we're talking about the first half of the season or something like that, where we're only looking at the first thirty six games until March third, and then we see the remaining schedule. Is that how it's gonna work? I'm not sure. You'll have to confirm. That, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Call up your people. Yeah, you're the after, stats guy. <laughs> after that, we'll play the Pacers. Um so that's our next five games. Um the Pacers are of course Oladipo's former team. I'm not expecting shit. Yeah, we should win that. So hold on, uh, New York. Uh, the Knicks is a win. Uh, Wizards is a win. That's two and zero. Oh. Uh, Sixers loss two and one. And Dallas win or loss? Loss. Uh, loss. loss. Yeah, two and two. It's, they got they got um good coaching. I think yeah, yeah. Uh, Rick Carlisle. Well, you know what? The, no, the, you know what? I'm gonna call that a W. Okay. Because Stephen Silas was Rick Carlisle's offensive uh, strat- there you go. strategist. So he knows how to beat him. Yeah, I think uh, he he's got the inside moves on that. Very good point. Three and one, and now we're with the Pacers four and one, and then we'll end it with the Chicago Bulls. I don't know. Pacers uh, Pacers might have something. I mean, they got it's a bonus. They play. They hard got some too. bonus. Yeah, they yeah, play. They, they that's a talented team. I'm so not gonna. Is that a win or no? I'm I'm a I'm gonna have to call that an L. So we're four and two. I mean, they got uh, you know what they got Malcolm Brogdon. They got Miles Turner. Um, shit. Uh, you know what I'm. No, at? We're four and one. So we'll, I think we got a young team that's prone to making mistakes and maybe getting their heads a little bit too big. And we definitely still don't have Chris Wood. If we four. had John Wall and Chris Wood, we would be we would see an accurate team. Again, this ain't that season. It is what it is. So uh, we're going four and one for the next this next stretch. Four and one puts us in a pretty good position. And and like you said earlier, we're not out of it by any means mm-hmm. in terms of going to playoffs. We and oh, matter of fact, let's just talk about that. There's been conversations about is this is it? Do we tank? Do we whatever lose games? Do we drop games? I already said we our books are clean. There's no incentives for us to to lose games just for the sake of losing. So these losses that we've seen, these are growing pains. Losses. These aren't just like outright. Hey man, we really decided <laughs> to throw trashed. an L today. <laughs> We're not. You trashed. know, you see in te- you see in players that are really going out there and trying to execute a coach's plan that are trying to get the minutes to to stay in the league that are out there fighting and what and a, and getting a W does ensure that you stay in the league league a lot longer than a team that's just. Giving, giving a player minutes and getting L's along the way. If you would have just listened to me day one, bro, your blood pressure would have been a lot lower. <laughs> Elbows and jumpers, episode eight. So uh, coming off that, so I think, again, it's not worth tanking. We're going to see some games being won. We're going to see some games being lost. But what you are seeing is a franchise being built. Speaking of franchise being built, Let's talk about franchises that are being currently dismantled, apparently, with the Texans. Definitely. Uh, um, we just released J.J. Watt. Um, salute J.J. Watt for all your efforts and all of you done for this organization and for the city, uh, most of all. 
Um, I'm actually happy to see him leave. He, he brought positivity <laughs> to a team that was losing. I'm happy to see him leave because I'm happy to him, for him to go to a better place. Hopefully it's the 49ers or the Steelers. Um, if he'll be with the Steelers and, you know. A real uh, Houston legend right there. Yeah, if he goes with the Steelers and, you know, goes with his brother, mm-hmm. um, TJ, then that would be pretty dope to see. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not mad yeah. at the situation. I, I think, think it's, it's, it's just a really gloomy and doomy feeling to talk about the Texans because there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, as long as you have a certain kind of leadership structure in place, you can't, I mean, aside from you voting with your pocketbooks, voting with your eyeballs so you're not viewing this content, um, <laughs> move on from it. And I think uh, that's, matter of fact, right now I'd make the decision just move on from there and maybe go talk about the Astros. <laughs> I, I get uh, I get why you're moving on because it's a tough <laughs> touchy subject and we do that, live in I mean, Houston. It's in, it, what, what is there's no like we talk about a team that's currently struggling that's dropped a bunch of games and then we see things being built we see lights at, at the end of that tunnel that have purpose and reason if you lose your like it's from a loyalty standpoint and from a culture standpoint you can't lose players like Andre Johnson the way the way Detroit lost Barry Sanders the way they lost Megatron you can't uh you can't that's all due to be in a factory like that organizational culture organizational behavior ownership 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 i mean until that ownership issue gets fixed nothing's getting fixed how does it get fixed i mean the city and the citizens of the fans of which have to get together and say you know what we're not supporting this franchise period I mean, I know I'm. You sell I'm the owner. Interested. The owner uh, at this point, the owner should be compelled to sell the team because they cannot make money as long as he's in charge. I'm not interested in seeing the game. You exactly. Know, that, that's not even like from. I'm talking um, about as a fan base. Of, any type of personal belief or whatever. I just don't care because there's no talent out there. No. Deshaun Watson, he's he's unhappy. He's hopefully he sits out. If he plays out there, he's just gonna get hurt. Which know? they clearly had no issue with, by the way. We were we were basically we were practically screaming for him to be sit sat down so they can go ahead and lose the games they need to lose to get whatever they could out. Our and, our apparent superstar running back David Johnson just got cut, <laughs> or is going one, to get cut. The one that got traded for you know DeAndre he, Hopkins. Hopkins. I mean uh, DeAndre DeAndre. Yeah. DeAndre. But um, I, I, what is there to say about an organization that makes these kind of decisions? We already I've already mentioned that other dude's name. I don't even want to give him no. The catch twenty two no, is that you. You definitely want a football team in Houston. Absolutely. Because a football team not being in Houston sucks. I, I don't horribly. think. You remember when we didn't have any football team here? It was like, boring as shit. I mean, I was in Atlanta. That's cool. During the Michael Vick years. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so you support another team. I mean, yeah. no, no, no. L.A. I'm not saying you LA, personally. I mean, no, no, I'm just I know what you're saying. Time, but yeah. during. Yeah, I mean, because I definitely wasn't supporting the Titans. Like with Bud Adams, the, another owner that. Basically, I'm just saying I do not want Houston to move to San Antonio, <laughs> El Paso, or Brownsville and become <laughs> man. That's a, that's Texas. a real conversation to be had though. Because I mean, that, that's where the money's at. Like if you move to Brownsville. L.A., the, one of the largest <laughs> cities in the United States, didn't have a football team. And I mean, look as as bad as the Cowboys are doing currently, their fan base sticks through it through thick and thin. We I don't see us really making better decisions. We're going too forward. player for that, bro. We're too player. You I, I know? think, I mean, we, we got to roll the dice and, and force ownership to sell to a more interested party. You saw what happened to, to the Clippers and Donald Sterling. It, it's not happening currently with the New York Knicks and uh, James Dolan. I don't know how the scenario plays out over here, but 
status yeah. quo isn't appetizing to me. Um, I still enjoy watching that, that, football. I mean, that's that's what happens, you know, when you have that type of um, that's a real toxic, you know, work culture there mm-hmm. because it's. I mean, just I mean, from Easter VC and his YouTube videos. Oh, oh my God, those were so painful to watch. I mean, everybody's that's that's a whole different. Everybody's got the little bubbles of society that, and with people being much more isolated during this whole pandemic thing, you're gonna see more uh, crystallization of a kind of co- subculture that occurs, and people get can get left in their little silos of of what they think is normal until somebody from the outside says, "Hey, wait a minute, man, maybe that you know." It's it, it's like somebody telling somebody like, hey man, you know you shouldn't be wearing skinny jeans no more because the, the the big pants or the big mom jeans are in now, and and you deciding that, oh shit, why didn't nobody tell me? <laughs> See, that's why I mean that's why we have this show. You know, um, you check me when I'm off, and I check you a lot more. <laughs> that's true. But obviously, when you got billions like that, you can't get checked because nobody's getting checked around there, and that's an issue. Yeah, it's a actually, that's a culture. that's an issue going going around the the nation is that it nobody's getting checked no more by anything. You can't. Everybody's kind of uncheckable. If you if you out with certain group over here, there's another group right here ready to love you just as much. Mm-hmm. As it long is as you what got it that is. paper, but eventually you feel emptiness. I mean, um. <laughs> that's we're talking about concepts of conscience. And I don't yeah. know if it's really out there. I mean, uh, we, not we to are, be too down. We are dark. a sports podcast show. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, that's, we'll keep the, it within this, limits. This motherfucker. This, yeah, see how depressing <laughs> the conversation goes talking about this? Can we move on to the Astros and talk about George Springer? Yeah. Again. That's another depressing uh, <laughs> yeah. conversation. You know what? But I'm feeling more optimistic. Yeah, because the Astros actually have a good forum system. You mm-hmm. know, with... um. You know the what is it? Um, they got us a championship. They got they got yeah, goodwill no, for, happy, yeah, for. I mean, when does goodwill run out on? Like I'm running off the Rockets championships. We're going on 25 years right now. <laughs> yeah. So if you have certain, if you come with the trophies, if you come with the rings, you know what? You 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 bought my goodwill. I can I my goodwill is for sale. The Astros, and, and are the Astros be all right. got bought my goodwill. The Astros just uh, they I'm, they gave me a motherfucking parade. Yeah, that did. was fun. That was, that was very fun. fun. Um, <laughs> I'm just excited to see who's going to be their all star pitchers. You know, because um. I guess we lost a few or a couple, mm-hmm. and um, now I'm just—I mean, I'm not a, no, I'm not an expert in baseball, but whoever comes about, I'm excited to see if they're gonna, you know, just kill it. Um, we need an ace, mm-hmm. and um, if we you have know, an ace, then we can go far because Correa is still is still here, yep. you know, uh, a two base still here, um, and then uh, we have uh, Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, he, he was oh, hurt yeah. last year, so he's a big hitter, so we'll be all right. And I mean, we've seen the development uh, happen with our current players, so I think that we'll see. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna see growth out of that. And this is really the overarching theme of all this is why do you watch sports in general? Again, there's a whole lot of things we could be stressing about and being, fr- but give us some opportunity to at least have a common conversation topic. We can only talk about the weather so much as a city. We we all live together. We're all here together, and we got to be able to relate to one another through common means. And this is one of those things. Um, we should all, you know, kind of pay attention to the Dynamo. They've got they've got a season coming up as well, and might as well pay attention to Sabercats. We have to as or a, the Sabercats. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of nowhere. <laughs> they are they your are little league team. That is what? our rugby team. Rugby. Uh, Shout out to the Skeeters out in Sugarland. <laughs> oh yeah, I fuck with the Skeeters. I don't know about the Sabercats. It's our triple A team now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, hey, the Sabercats are a rugby team. So shout out to them as well. Nice. And, shout out. And again, these are all things that. We all live together in this one city. 
You've got a lot of out of towners that you'll see, you know, rooting for for the Saints over at uh, certain places. You'll see uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans everywhere else. But we we grew up here. We have a, we have to have the things that kind of bind us together, despite you know some of these billionaire owners that go against um, putting a, a great quality product out there. But at least you know during these times we have something in common to talk about, whether it's good or bad. You know, kind of you know keeps us moving in the same direction together and it's just another avenue to to connect with one another i think that's all this is about yeah i agree so go out there and support the saber cats (laughs) (laughs) support 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 that's my first time learning about them so i would i would start watching see what i mean we're just trying to reach people but no the dynamo hopefully they have an exciting year we may have a, a subject matter expert um for the for the dynamo coming up soon um i think that we can focus some of our efforts into some of our other teams that we have here I mean, you don't have to disregard a whole sport, but you can learn about another one. Understand that, you know, let's let's get some diversity in our in our school of thought. Maybe learn and grow with each other a little bit. So please, if don't give your money to the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Dennis. Yeah, shout out, Dennis. I like for that. That. that was beautiful. <laughs> Very beautiful. There's that wisdom with that birthday. <laughs> uh, so are there any other uh, topics we want to cover? We didn't even talk about a. Uh, the goat Tom Brady. Oh yeah, we got oh, yeah, the Super Bowl wrap up. Super Bowl again. This is this is when when it's your home team. That love and that feeling of emotion can be there, right? I don't feel no kind of way about Patrick Mahomes losing. I know that he didn't have his um his offensive line there, but I saw a whole season of Deshaun Watson getting his head kicked in without an offensive line. So fuck him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got Tom Brady who. The best thing about him is he he proved that the whole New England's uh, GM ownership and coaching tree and all that shit was bullshit. That you got one Tom <laughs> Brady, you can win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, maybe even a goddamn Eli Manning who managed to do it twice. But, I mean, it's Tom, Tom Brady's Brady. a common denominator here. He's a GOAT. And then Gronk apparently is somewhere in there, too. And um, I don't know. It's, they they won. I don't think it was much of a surprise. That's one thing. You can't put too much stock into a head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams, because ultimately it's the players who drive this shit. You know, if you have and talent goes, wins goes back to the Texans. If you have a Bill O'Brien who's fucking shit up and thinks he's just you know better than these players and knows more. I think then that's, it's, it's to his detriment. Like it's not going anywhere. That goes into 50 huh? That kind of yeah, goes. It into, has to be 50 50. More it's, than it's that. Respect. More than that. You got players that are coming up no, with better coaching, better strength training. They are they are professional. They're interning for their careers in their teenage years to go into professional careers by the time they're 18. These are not just just oh they're new to the league. They're still immature. These are these are players that no, are it, learning it, about their craft. It's 50, and they are. They, what? It's 50-50 for sure. I mean, it, it, I think you got to say, I think the coach is a second pair of eyes to validate what the players are seeing, but these players are smart. Nah, man, these players go to the strip club. <laughs> you, <laughs> you tripping. Man. And that's I'm why a, you don't give them more than 50%. Yeah. <laughs> I think you see plenty of talented players. You see Chris Paul over there making playoff teams everywhere he goes. I think you got you to gotta recognize that some of these players out here definitely are on the, on, on the field on the court coaches you look at tom brady was basically let it set out there to do the coaching on the field that you heard arian say that that go out and mm-hmm. run the offense as you feel deshaun oh, yeah. watson should be doing the same thing if you got intelligent players that are national championship winning players that know how the game is being played right now at today's speed according to the rules of today's environment you let out you let them go out there and do their job but you got easter be talking about crib walking on water and shit <laughs> bro 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 <laughs> they and they think that's relating they think exactly. that's, they, they think they, that's they're not that. even communicating right. 
They're not over there communicating properly to to the to the level that the the players need to hear. I'm not talking about uh, I'm not talking about jargon. I'm not talking about slang. I'm talking about saying things on a level that communicate the 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 meaning behind the words. If we're not speaking the same language, if we're not using the same kind of dichotomy, we're not we're not getting to a place where we can understand each other on a real level. And that player on the field, a Deshaun Watkins, can definitely have that conversation. And Andre Johnson was having that conversation. JJ Watt was definitely having that conversation. But you gotta you gotta give them the platform to do that. And these and some of these coaches that are doing well absolutely do that. I think Silas is a young coach for the Rockets that is that is given that platform to his players to be the leaders they need to be because that young is going to listen to that person on the court do in the grind with them maybe more so than that head coach that i mean yeah you on film you're doing this and that i mean i agree th- there's the only way to say this franchise and it, it keeps progressing it's like a meter um each episode that we talk about mm-hmm. now it's to have um andre johnson become the gm head coach and vice president he, he stepped <laughs> down he stepped down though he no, had a position uh, that's fine but I'm, what i'm saying is that's Maybe the only with way the new ownership structure, they need to bring Andre back in. Yeah. That's what you say. Exactly. I feel that. Yeah. But yeah, there needs to be some more of that um, player accountability with ownership of any sports team that's in there because I think they earned that right. Definitely. I think uh, these players have... I mean, again, there are morons out there. I'm not going to say this. Uh, there are people <laughs> out there that don't get the training for the on-the-job training that they need to get to the where they need to get to. You every career every there's a, some kind of licensing there's some kind of check mark that says I took this certification I did this thing. You have NBA players and football players being sent through the ringer, working after school, going through training, doing all this work for their future jobs and their professions. So to say they cannot have a hand in that decision making process today, I don't know. I think I'm I'm a big fan of these Zoomers and these younger kids. They've got a level of education through through just the sheer access through it just to be able to type a question into google you can't you can't dis- you can't discount that mm-hmm. there's they, they have a wealth of knowledge at their fingertips and i think uh they can go out there and make plays that are right for the moment yep like yep. you can't i mean there's experience but there are things that are happening that if you're if you are old head you're gonna get left behind real shit Elbows and jumpers. We with hey. the outro episode eight. We hey, we really appreciate y'all on Twitch, uh, following us on these Saturday afternoons, uh, out here live. Um, see our YouTube uh, channel if you miss an episode on Saturday. Follow elbows and jumpers on Twitter. Follow elbows and jumpers on uh, Instagram, on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, and um, be a part of the community. YouTube, check the videos out. Yeah, if you got any questions, feel free to um, shoot at us. If you got anything, uh, if you want to challenge any one of us. Definitely. And definitely call one of us out. Let me, let me know if uh, if I'm on the right path or wrong and see if you rock with me. Already. That's right. Elbows and Jumpers, Episode 8. We out. Yes, sir. Will you say it's okay?